us into our lives. So let's dive deeper into the role that God has called us to be. Relax, grab some tea, and chat with When I smile, I shine so bright, I'm grooming with the Welcome to another episode of the Four Moms Podcast, your favorite moms hangout. I am your host, Allison Nick, and here we talk about all of the highs and lows of life after baby. You will receive your full postpartum advantage that includes mom's tips on faith, mental care, relationships, and more. We are postpartum's advantage. We are here for you, sis, and we understand. Now, let's start the show. Hey, hey, mom friends, welcome, welcome back to week two, week two of our first time moms series. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode as we spoke to Ari for Bloom with Ari on Instagram um, as we talked about mommy self-care. This week, we are bringing back Miss Rosalind Renee as she is a wife. Um, a new mommy. She is also um, a head productivity coach as of now, um, as whenever this episode airs of her new business show up, sis. Um, She's just doing some incredible things. Um, But as you guys know, from her last episode, she's on the journey to become a therapist. Um, She's going to be taking her test soon to become an official therapist, which I'm really excited for her for. (laughs) I'm really excited for her. Um, But yes, so this is super exciting. Um, And yeah, she's also the host of Therapy as a Christian podcast. So y'all stay tuned, listen in. There was a little bit of um, some like tapping noises. It was from my computer, not hers. So it's my fault. But luckily, this is an interview. So she talks most of the time. So it should interfere. It kind of goes away after the first couple of minutes. But like I said, it's not the only thing I do apologize about that. But guys, let's head into this week of our mommy mental care. And don't forget to share with another mommy. Um, Leave us a review. Let us know how you're enjoying things. All right, guys, let's get to it. Hey, hey, mom friends. So welcome to another episode and welcome to another episode of our First Time Mom series. I'm super excited because we are having another guest that is coming back onto the show. Um, we spoke with this beautiful woman uh, last year, towards the end of last year, um, on mental therapy. And we had a really good conversation. And since then, she has had a beautiful little boy. Hims is four months I think it would be great to have her on here because she's a first-time mom and because she is a therapist. She has a podcast that talks about being a Christian, being a mom, um, being everything and dealing with your mental health and your mental care and spiritual care. So I felt like this was just going to be a perfect episode for that. So ladies and possibly gentlemen, welcome back to the show, Miss Rosalind Renee. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so excited to be on your show. Thank you for having me. (laughs) 
You are welcome. No, I'm really excited about it. So I know last year whenever we talked, I don't think you had Mr. Mr. Baby yet. No, I was um, in the process of, I was pregnant at the time, actually. So you yeah. were, yeah, you were pregnant. So first big question just coming out. So how is motherhood different than what you expected? Girl, it's nothing like I expected because I don't think I think <laughs> I had all the expectations of what I thought it was going to be until it happened. Um, yeah. It's great side of it. It is the most beautiful and hardest job I've ever done in my life. I love being a mom. Um, I think that my life has gotten enhanced by having my son in such a way. Um, And it's just, I love being his mom. It is so exciting to see him explore. It's crazy that four months ago, he was so small and now he's so big. (laughs) He's so big. He's in six to nine month clothes as a four month old, which is bonkers to me. Um, so it's nothing that I expected because I don't think I, I don't think you can really have expectations of what you think it'll be. You can think in your head, but nothing have nothing beats when they're here and they're actually in your arms and you're taking care of them every day. So yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what mental care boundaries, since you are a therapist and you talk about this on your podcast. So what type of mental care boundaries? Um after you became a mom, of course, dealing with motherhood, going through your first few days, few weeks, few months in motherhood, what kind of boundaries did you have to put up, um, just put into place to really, you know, give yourself some type of mental care going through? Because motherhood is mental care. I don't care what anybody says. Motherhood is mental care. You have to really take care of yourself because sometimes it can get just so overwhelming that you lose it. You lose yourself or you lose it whichever and so yeah I'm sorry what kind of boundaries did you put up (laughs) no 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 I think you said the question really well um to so so let me give background so for those that don't know me um I am naturally a very self-aware person I don't I've always been a person that was very in tune with how I felt it takes me like when things happen sometimes it takes me time to process through what's happening to become aware of like, what's, how am I reacting to this situation? Part of that has been from me going to counseling and learning. Sometimes I can react quickly. Um, Sometimes learning that certain things trigger me, um, learning what my worries are, all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But in preparation for pregnancy, I knew postpartum depression and anxiety, anxiety were a real thing. And so um, I tried to put and do my best to put as many controls in place as possible. When I say controls in place, I'm meaning when something happens, what can I go to when I am overwhelmed? What can I go to when I might need some extra time? What can I go to when I need extra help? Like all these things. So um, the biggest thing I did was I really relied on my already existing mom community and just ask them and different people that um, I knew 
What were the things you did that helped you? I got great advice from a friend who told me she made a list of things that made her really happy before she had her son. And Mm -hmm. so she found herself like not feeling the best. She referred back to that list often as a means. These are the things that made you happy before you had your son go do these things. And they were simple, as simple as like going to Target to browse around, taking Mm -hmm. a drive, going to get Starbucks, going to do like all these things. And so I did that. And I have found on days where I'm extremely overwhelmed, which happens pretty often, um, extremely overwhelmed or extremely just like needing something, I refer back to that. Um, Also, I'm very, me and my husband are very big on communication. And so one of the things that we do often is check in with each other. He checks in with me periodically. I do the same for him. And so I've made it a point that when he says, hey, do you need something? I tell him what I need. Because most of the time as moms, we're like, no, I'm good. No, everything's fine. No, everything's good. And it's no, I'm really not doing okay. Yeah. No, this is my real concern. No, I need your help. There was a moment actually a couple of weeks ago where, because I'm breastfeeding, um, I was up in the middle of the night pumping and there was one night where I couldn't really sleep and I ended up um, staying up till four in the morning that night and then went to bed and woke up the next morning. And so I had been up all night the previous night, got up, the baby was waking up earlier and all this kind of stuff. And I just broke down crying. He was like, what's wrong? And I told him, I said, look, you're going to have to start helping me be in the middle of the night. I know you work during the day and I don't like to bother you and don't like to, you know, intervene on your time, but I need you to help me. Like I need, I'm sacrificing, you know, my sleep so that you aren't stressed out at your stressful job during the day while I'm taking care of the baby. But I was like, I really need your help in the middle of the night. And he like legit started to stay up late so that I could sleep. Um, And so just communicating what I needed uh, were controls. Um, Just there was, there were a lot of things, but those are probably the top things I can think about. I like that you mentioned those because they're so simple, but sometimes they're like the hardest things to do. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's hard in the moment to say what is it that makes me happy but if you while you are in maybe before you have your baby for first time moms or while you're just in a happier state it's good to make that list write it down put it somewhere whether it's on your phone like in notes on your mirror post-it note at work whatever it may be so that whenever you are upset or um, in a very defeated or overwhelmed moment you can walk yourself through those steps to get yourself out of it and get back to a better state. And then communication, like you were saying, it's so simple. Somebody asks you, what do you need? And it's just like, I should be able to tell these people, my tribe, my spouse, um, people that I love and that love me, that I trust and I'm depending on. And we are building, you know, a whole thing here <laughs> together. I should be able to just be like, no, I need this. And sometimes that can be the hardest thing, but it's the best thing. But it's the best thing for you. So I love, I love those. Yeah, it's the best thing. And I will say, um, 
I think it's knowing for me that there is such a huge part of me that's outside of being a mom. Like before I had mm-hmm. my child, I had a whole identity and things mm-hmm. I loved outside of being a mom that aren't incomplete or don't stop just because I had a baby. Um, being a mom is an addition to that identity. And so I never, I always told myself, I never wanted to just identify as mom wife. I wanted to identify mm-hmm. as Roslyn, who is a mom and a wife and this, but I also want to be a business owner. I also want to be someone who enjoys traveling. I also want to be someone that's a bomb friend. I also want to be someone that's, you know, this and that. And and many of, and so what that also lets me, when I identify that, it helps me to understand that this is a small part of my life that even though right now it feels like it's encompassing my life, <laughs> that <laughs> it's still outside of the full identity of me. So I have to then enjoy parts of me that are outside of this. And that yeah. helps me just really kind of learn to separate or when I need that time, like right now being on this with you, like, yes, I'm talking about motherhood, but being a podcaster and being someone who loves to talk about different things is so outside of being a mom that yeah. I like to be able to know to keep that. Girl, yeah. Yeah, I, know, I don't know if you can hear I've been trying to put, put myself on mute. Whenever I'm not talking, because my children over here in the background getting their bath done with their daddy. So it's like, ooh. <laughs> even in this moment of <laughs> having, you know, the interview, like you were saying, do something with you. It's like, yeah, right, still right, exactly. Of this. We just, exactly. we having this moment to be, <laughs> to be something. Yeah, different. yeah, yeah, exactly. So something that you said, I wanted to ask you a question of, so what is a piece of your identity that you felt like you had to relearn or rediscover about yourself, like after you had your kid, because I something I had to rediscover about myself is that like, yo, like I'm actually bold, like I'm a bold person. Um, I wouldn't say like fearless, but I had to tell myself like, yo, like you're bold, like you've stepped out and done things, you have, um, you know, accomplished things, you've done things in your life that you weren't expecting. You know, you don't different things. So I had to like retell myself some things like in my motherhood, like, no, no, like this was you before and this is still you. But you, we just had to rediscover it because you can get lost sometimes in that. So what is something that you had to like rediscover about your identity? Something that I think I've had to relearn or just kind of really hold firm in my mind is what I tell myself is everything. Like, I know words are valuable. I know mindset is important. But I think I knew it on a very surface level as a person that wasn't a mom. Um, And I think it became more solidified when I became a mom because I feel like my why became so much bigger. So, like, I always said, oh, I want to be home with my, my son. Now, granted, I don't desire not even a little bit, not even an ounce of me wants to really be a stay-at-home mom to where literally all I do is be at home caring for children. I don't know if that necessarily (laughs) sits with me. I would like to have the freedom to be able to have my son be home 
and his mom and his dad have the ability to make an income where they can be home and be, you know, present with them. But I don't desire to be Susie homemaker girl. I want to hire a housekeeper. But when I say I want to tell myself stuff, I mean that in the sense of one of the things I recently had to tell myself is honestly, anything, anything is possible. There is not one impossible thing out here that we cannot do. Being a mom, having kids, being married, there is so many limitations we put on ourselves as mothers because we think, oh, because I have children, this is why this can't be done. No, but really the other thing is because I have children, this is why I can do this. This is why yeah. I should be able to do these things. And and I don't say should be as in a you should, should, should like waving your finger, but switching the mind frame of I get to do this and show my kids this along the way. I get to do yeah. this and my kids get to see me try to walk this out. Um, yeah. And so that's something I've had to relearn because I always thought I... I just thought when I was, when I didn't have kids, you realize you just how much time and freedom you really have. Mm-hmm. You don't have then when you, baby, you like, oh, time is so fleeting. Like, what is that? <laughs> and so, um, so with that being said, I have now come to understand if I can do this with a kid, girl, anything is possible. Anything, quite yeah. frankly, is possible. So yeah. um, that's what I—that's what I've had to unlearn and tell myself. And then just really, I'm bomb. I'm bomb without the baby, but I'm bomb really with the baby. Come on, come on. <laughs> so you, so almost like um, your mindset, and then like affirmations to yourself. Um, again, yep. like you had, yep. the, they just changed. Within you coming up, I love that. I love that. So, um, how did you have to rearrange mm-hmm. your schedule or your household to accommodate your mental health? I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit with that was some of the boundaries you were saying, but did yeah. that have to change your schedule up or anything like that? So, I don't necessarily have a schedule. It kind of goes. <laughs> yeah, that's real. It's real. Like. I don't have a real schedule. I try to make a schedule. One of the things I am big on is lists. So I usually try to have two to three major things that I'm going to do in the day. One of them literally could be making sure my teeth are brushed. Mm-hmm. Because prioritizing you get up in the morning, you're going, going, going. And yes, that may be so small. But sometimes it's like by the end of the day, I'm looking up and I'm like, oh my God, did I shower today? Oh my God, did I do any of my hygiene today? So that's one of the things that I um, <laughs> have had to do. So I'll just, I order groceries now. I don't, I barely leave this house to go to the store unless it's the Girl. evening time, sis. Like I realized the other days, like I haven't, leave, I haven't leave the house in like a week. Um, mm-hmm. What else do I prioritize? Mornings are mine. So I always say mornings are mine. I wake up a little bit earlier. uh, So the baby will have his first feeding around five and then he'll go back to sleep until about 730. That's my time. If I get up at the bed, if if I don't get at the bed, then we just in the bed together. But if I get up, mornings are mine. 
Um, yeah. Evenings are mine. My husband takes him over. Uh, so scheduling wise, we've just had to kind of figure it out as, as we go. Yeah. It's now that he's awake more, it's different. So you don't have a schedule, but household wise, um, those are the things that I will say pretty much are the same. Um, I mean, that, that are different. And I'm just me and my husband are, I'm, I'm big on communicating with him. If he has something going on, we're big on giving each other self-care. So it's like, if you are, if you want to go out and do something, let me know. If I want to go out and do something, let me know. Um, we're big on family time. So we make the weekends a priority to spend time with Elijah together. Um, Sundays are still rest days. So like I call it sleeper Sunday. I don't try to put Elijah in any uh, clothes. I do during the day. I don't put him yeah. in any clothes. He stays in his sleeper all day. And so like I, I do that with him as a means of Sunday is a day of rest. If you want to rest today, we're going to stay in our sleeper. We're going to stay in our pajamas. Um, yeah. That's kind of like, like household you. schedule. I know that may seem sleeper Sunday, girl. It's so fun. It's the cutest thing. No, because you like things. I know, but you like I do. I, feel like, girl, I love me a good theme, baby. Monday like morning. I really like these. <laughs> I do. And the biggest thing that you said, you were like, "What schedule?" <laughs> That's that is like the realest Very thing I think any parent can say. So, last question. Um, so, everything we've talked about, we've talked about mental health, we talked about scheduling, talked about boundaries, and all those things. Why is mental health important? And how can our moms advocate for themselves? So why mental health is important is because it ties to every area of your life. As a mom, there are so many opportunities that you can feel guilty. There's so many opportunities for you to feel shame. There's so many opportunities where you could feel like you're not doing a good job, that some other mom is doing better than you, that you're not doing a good job. Um, especially if you have multiple kids, it just feels like every opportunity you're not managing well, you're not doing well. And then because we are moms, we carry so many hats. Um, finding the space to sometimes have for you is so limited because it's a gift to be able to be a mom. It's a gift to give, you know, like for me, breastfeeding, it's a gift to be able to nurse. I remember when Elijah was like not nursing on me last week, I I had my first feeling of you don't want me anymore. And girl, that was so emotional for me. It took my whole week away. (laughs) Like it was just, there's so many opportunities where time moves by so fast and they grow up that you don't, realize how much mentally that impacts you and so you gotta be able to have something for this space and this space is your mental space and you gotta know how to to do it and works best for you whether that is going to therapy whether that is having time with your husband whether that is um you know just doing something nice for yourself. Um, just something, something, taking a day where you can have somebody come over to the house so you can go to sleep. Like just, just something where you can feel like you're being restored periodically in little small increments. Cause those little small increments, even if they aren't in long stretches, 
they matter. Um, and so how moms can advocate for themselves is, you know, really communicate. I think that's the part that we miss is we don't communicate because we feel bad about the communication part. I mean, there's still times where like, you know, I, I'll be very transparent. Nico's told me today he didn't feel supported on something. And I looked at him real crazy and I was like, <laughs> you don't feel supported. Let me give you the laundry list of all the things that I do and sacrifice so that you make sure you're supported. And so my attitude got, you know, just to be honest, but in all reality, at the same time, I can't feel bad about communicating whatever I need. Why? Because this child that we have together is just as much your child as it is mine. It's 50-50 player. Even if I may do a little bit more. And even he said to me, it's like, I'm sorry, I can't breastfeed. And I'm sorry, I can't take that weight. But at the same time, I need you to do these things. I need you to take the baby when you, you know what I'm saying? I need you to give me the space. I need you to give me the time. I need you to take some of the responsibility. And the other thing I will say why moms, hubby or boyfriend or whoever the baby with that you have with is not going to do it like you. They're not going to do it the same way as you. They're not going to do it as good as you. They're not going to put them to bed consistently, consistently like you to where baby's going to sleep through the night. They going to wake up in the middle of the night because daddy didn't put the certain sleeper on the certain way that it should have been put on. Certain way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and with that being said, be okay with it. And so sometimes at sometimes advocating is letting go. Mm-hmm. Sometimes advocating for yourself is yeah. not having the control. Sometimes advocating for yourself is not cooking dinner and going to get takeout. Sometimes advocating for yourself is, you know, doing something that you ha- saying no to all the things for all the other people. And taking less off your plate. So that would be what I would recommend. Um, and doing those things consistently in little small increments. Because those little small increments honestly get you through the day. Even if they're not long stretches. I love that. I love that, y'all. This is Ms. Rosalind Renee. She has given us so many different tips and encouraged us so much with our mental health. And I truly appreciate you coming back onto the show. And sharing, um, you know, life after baby, <laughs> life after baby with us and what you have learned. Um, so I do appreciate it. Um, I'm going to put all of your info down in the show notes. Um, so y'all please follow her on Instagram. Tick- do you have TikTok? Do you have TikTok? I do not have TikTok. I go on TikTok. Okay, I know you just okay. had, I know you just had a couple come out. I, just I, couple I love things. me. I love TikTok, but I just don't have the patience for another platform to post on. I stick to my one, which is Instagram. Okay. Y'all follow her on Instagram <laughs> and see everything she has and learn more. And if you're interested in therapy, learn more. Go to Roslyn's website, like I said, I'll post it below. Learn more how to pick a therapist, go to her podcast to learn more about therapy and being a Christian and motherhood, everything all in that. Thank you, love, so much. Thank you. (laughs) We'll talk to y'all later.